Hey, Sean Gaby here. Welcome to the Supernatural Leadership Podcast. Wherever you are listening from, we are glad that you have joined us. Please follow us on Instagram at Sean Gaby and at Supernatural Leadership Podcast and or visit kingdomculture.ca or seangaby.com for more engaging content around topics we will be discussing. As well, you would love it if you would leave a review on this podcast as it helps boost our ability to get this content out to more people. If you are new with us today, just want to inform you that we will be releasing a new episode on the first Wednesday of every month and every so often a bonus episode. So make sure to hit the subscribe button so you can keep up to date with every episode. There are so many great leadership podcasts out there and truthfully, I love so many of them. So why supernatural leadership? Really, it's the difference between presence and principle as we discuss in episode one. The very first episode of this podcast really sets the tone for the why and purpose for this podcast. I would encourage you to have a listen if you haven't already. Simply put, we believe everyone has a leader within them at some capacity. Whether you're a CEO, non-for-profit director, media mogul, church leader, pastor, small business owner, manager of teams, a dad, a mom, and well, the list could go on. If everyone has a leader within them, why not make that leader a little more supernatural? That's the heart and goal behind this podcast, helping you connect your natural with God's super, making your leadership a little more supernatural. At the end of every episode, there will be practical activations and exercises to help us grow and mature in the various areas discussed. Thank you for listening to the Supernatural Leadership Podcast. Hey everyone, welcome again to another Supernatural Leadership Podcast episode. My name is Sean Gaby, and I want to say a special welcome to all of those that are new with us today listening to this episode. Welcome, welcome to the Supernatural Leadership family. Thank you to those that have been part of the journey for the last year and a half, tuning in month after month. Thank you for rating, reviewing, sharing it with your friends. It's impacting so many leaders around the world because of that, because you're sharing it, because you're spreading the word. Thank you so, so much. And I want to encourage you, if you didn't have a chance yet, listen to last uh, the last week's episode, actually, the last episode, bonus episode with Dr. Caroline Leaf. Powerful, powerful conversation around eliminating the roots of depression, anxiety, and intrusive thoughts. I know it will radically impact your supernatural leadership. But today, we're going to dive into this topic, the five faces of leadership, the five faces of leadership. You know, I've been asking myself this question a lot in this last season. What does leadership look like in this season? What does it look like for me? What does it look like for you that are listening right now? What does it look like for everyone around you? We all have a different purpose, assignment, mission, and vision. So what does it look like in a season? When I say um, in a season, I most of us probably listening to this right now would just assume that I'm really referencing the fact that the world at large, at least the majority of it, is affected or is living in the aftermath of the effects of this pandemic. You know, we're, we've all been at some level affected. We've all had to adjust. We've all had to innovate, pivot, 
move into different uh, domains potentially. Maybe we've closed our business. Maybe we've launched something new, new, a new business. Maybe we've just had to put things on pause that were once going strong because of how things have rolled out now. So most of us are living in a season that is just very unlike any other season we've ever lived through. And so my question really stems from this season as a whole. You know, it's been 12 months for me that even in my own church community that my wife and I lead, we've been online for 12 months. As of a few weeks from now, it will be 12 months exactly that we've been online, that we've pivoted to online only. I've had only a few leadership meetings in the flesh, which is just wild, you know. I've not traveled for, it will be, you know, 12 months by the end of this month. I was in Brazil this time last year, around this time last year. It will have been a year since I've traveled on a plane. That's the first time I've not traveled since, as far as in ministry, like in a ministry speaking communication capacity, whether it's a not-for-profit, whether it's church you know, meeting a mission and some sort of media endeavor or, you know, working with different businesses, coaching. It's been uh it's been a year. And that's the first time since two thousand and three, two thousand and two. Just crazy to think that it's been that long, uh, 12 months. So I've had to pivot. I've had to adjust. I've had to innovate my life. My leadership looks very different. But the question that I'm asking myself you know, obviously I know that it looks different expressed is what is it, what does my leadership look like in the sense of how am I to adjust my perspective? You know, it's been 12 months. How am I to deal with various circumstances? There's different ways that we respond in different seasons. There's different ways that we express our leadership in different seasons. You know, we face different circumstances, challenging ones, good ones. Uh, we face different opportunities. We face opposition. We face, every one of us faces crisis moments. And every one of these, we will always come face to face with and more. And our response and our reaction really is everything. It determines what we get out of it. And I believe as supernatural leaders, it's important to be aware of what type of moment, circumstance, and or season we are in. Why? Very important question. Why is it important to be aware of the type of season that we are in? Because if we are not aware of the type of season, moment, or circumstance we are living in, and we don't see beyond just the problem, beyond just the issue or the scenario itself, if we do not see, we will forfeit and or abort the precious element of our leadership that is being developed within us. Let me say that again. If we're not aware, awareness is key. I think awareness is one of the greatest uh, values uh, or assets of any leader out there to be aware of where you currently stand. Yes, be future focused. Yes, have vision. Yes, be aware of where you're going. But if you're not currently aware of where you are, you won't get to where you're called to go. You need awareness, self-awareness. You need to see your current condition so you can find the solutions you need to move forward and advance. And so we don't want to abort, we don't want to forfeit the uh, leadership that's being developed within us, within our character, because we can't see through the thing that stands in front of us, which is often the challenging circumstance, the trial, the test that we're in, or the thing that is really rattling us and pushing us to our 
to, to our knees, so to speak, of, of wanting to give up or quit. We need to see through it so that we can move towards the thing that we are called to move towards. And that's the purpose and the plan that is over our life and leadership. As we face everything I've already mentioned within our leadership, it's important to understand these realities and seasons are often reflected in the various faces faces, I'm using a play on words right now, that we as leaders all have, okay? So, you know, we're called to face these situations, circumstances, problems, opposition, challenges, tests, all these different things. We we all have them. We're never going to escape that. There's crisis moments in life that we have to face. And just as we have to face them, I believe the way we face them is through understanding and being aware of the face of leadership we're called to wear in that moment. For example, if you're facing uh, a crisis moment and you're kind of wearing the face of uh, just, um, you know, rest and relaxation, okay, you may not get through it. You, you may end up becoming lazy in the process and may miss the moment because if you feel like you're in a season of rest and relaxation, yet you're in a crisis moment, you may not get through it. Now, of course, you know, on the flip side, I'm not talking about the rest of God. I'm not talking about being in stillness and, you know, Psalms 4610, be still and know that I'm God to get through whatever you're, it is you're facing. I'm just called, uh, what I'm trying to say is that we have, our face needs to reflect in some way the type of season that we are in. If we are in a crazy, challenging season, we need a bold face. We need a bold, strong, move forward attitude or we're going to get taken out. So what, I, what I'm trying to say is just in, as a play on words is that we need to face the, the circumstance or the situation with the right face, understand the type of leadership we are called to express in every season. Okay. Now, in understanding these faces that I'm going to kind of lay out, we will be able to embrace and push forward rather than always trying to find a shortcut out. The reason often why we want to get an exit plan or an exit strategy, we want to find, uh, you know, where's the door out of this season is because we can't see the the the, the development that of leadership that's being had or created within us. We only feel the pain. We only feel the grief. We only feel the challenge, but we don't see the development. And because we don't see the development, we're like, how do I get out of here? How do I escape this test? How do I escape this challenge? How do I escape this moment? Uh, It's just too painful for me. Well, the only way you're actually going to escape it really essentially is to get through it, to not give up, to lean in and choose to see the development within you. That's how you're going to get through it. You may think you're getting through it by finding the exit door, but here's the thing, full circle, it it will just come back in another way and another season and another day expressed differently. So eventually you're going to have to face it. Don't take, don't let it be a 40 year journey when it could be literally a three week moment a three-week moment of just choosing to push through. So we don't want to escape. We don't want an escape plan. We want to move through the way that I believe God wants us to move through, and that is to develop the character and leadership within us. Now, I want to explore a little bit of the life of Moses, the life of Moses, because I think he really displays, you know, the faces of what I want to talk about, leadership in, in his journey. Now, for those of you that do not know Moses, Moses, and in, in, I'm not going to reference the scriptures here. I'm, I'm just going to 
encourage you to dive into, do a nosedive into Exodus, the book of Exodus, the second book of the Bible, and get into the Exodus story a little bit. Read the life of Moses, and I, I just believe it will encourage you. But Moses was you know, considered one of the most humble men that ever lived. Uh, for those of you that do not know, Moses, not only was he uh, born a Hebrew child, he was raised in Egypt, and then as a result of some bad things that he did, was exiled out, or really he ran away. Technically, he wasn't exiled, I guess, but he ran away. And um, it wasn't until he was 80 years old as a leader who had developed in very various segments of his life that God called him now to go back to his own people who were enslaved in Egypt for over 400 years and be the one that was called to deliver them from the hand of Pharaoh under uh, Egyptian rule. And so um, this was the call. At 80 years old, he has a burning bush experience and goes back and delivers the people. And then, you know, as you know, takes them through a 40-year journey of wilderness living so that they can get into what is called the promised land, which what we which we would then say what, you know, applied to our life today as leaders is the purpose, the plan, the the desirable outcome of our life. We have a wilderness, so to speak, season. Wilderness, it's like in business, you know, there's, you know, often it's four to five years before you begin to break even or begin to bring a profit if you're starting a business on average, right? Well, that could be looked at like the wilderness season. You're kind of just laying the groundwork. You're developing your inner leader. You're, you're getting your clientele. You're, you're working the business. You're working out the kinks of the business, the problems of the business. You're getting your systems in order so that you can scale, you know, from year five to year 10 to 15, 20, and actually grow your business. You're building the foundation, kind of like a skyscraper. They say it takes between two and five years to build really high skyscrapers, or sorry, to build the foundation of really high skyscrapers. Well, you know, the foundation is the most important part. The deeper you go, the higher you can build. And so the life of leadership is kind of like that. The deeper you go, the stronger your leadership will be. And so look at the 40-year wilderness story, even though Moses wasn't even the guy that actually ended up leading Israel into the promised land because in some situations it was Joshua. Uh, he brought them out of Egypt, delivered them, and began the journey and really um, basically ended the journey in the wilderness. So, But we're going to dive in a little bit to kind of talk about the four faces of leadership. The four faces of leadership found through and in the life of Moses that can be reflected in our own life. The faces that we need to be aware of that we may need to have in every season so we can push through, move through, develop the leader that God has called us to develop in that season and not find the exit door. Number one, write this down, is we have the face of hiddenness, the face of hiddenness, the face of hiddenness. Moses uh, started off this way, actually. He was born, and because of some circumstances and what was happening to the Hebrew children at that point, the male that the, the uh, Moses was hidden as a child for three months. He was special, and uh, there was a protection over Moses's life. And then Moses was, you know, put into the river. And then, you know, of course, you know the story. He was and he basically adopted and grew up in uh, the Egyptian culture for forty, really for forty years. 
and then you know ended up seeing his own people finding out later on like that these were his people being enslaved seeing one of his own people uh get beaten and as a result of that anger rose up a righteous anger and he ended up murdering an Egyptian and as a result fled for his life and so then he spent the next 40 years literally in hiddenness um, where really nobody knew his name. I mean, everybody knew his name. I mean, he grew up in the palace in Egypt. Then he went from that to palace life to really uh, was a, a place of hiddenness for 40 years, serving his father-in-law, Jethro, taking care of sheep. He became a shepherd, learning a different side of leadership. Maybe you feel in this season the face of your leadership looks like hiddenness. Do you feel hidden? Do you feel isolated? You're doing your thing. Nobody's noticing. I'm pretty sure Moses developed things or elements within his leadership in that season of hiddenness that he would have never developed in the season of public palace life. These seasons are so important. Now, some of us are in hiddenness not because we're supposed to be. We're in hiddenness because of fear. We're in hiddenness because maybe we feel there's a level of cowardice over our life or intimidation over our life and we're not doing the thing we're supposed to do because we're afraid of the failure. You know, there's different reasons why we are in hiddenness, but there are seasons when we are actually called to be in hiddenness. I believe in that season with Moses, even though he did something dumb, God ended up using it. I believe it was part of the plan. God ended up using it 40 years of development, taking care of the sheep, working for his father-in-law, serving his father-in-law, Jethro. I mean, in that process, he developed family. You know, he he got married. You know, he, he, had, he had some form of stability in his life and normality in his life. And then it wasn't until 40 years later, and he was 80 years old, that he was called to come out of that hiddenness. Now, we don't know exactly all the things. We don't know a lot about that season. We don't know a lot about what God did or how his leadership was developed. But I can guarantee you he matured over those 40 years. I can guarantee you his character matured over those 40 years. He lost his reputation. I mean, he had a reputation. We don't know what, like like I said, historically, we don't know exactly what type of reputation he would have had in palace life growing up, adopted in the Egyptian culture. We don't know. Exactly, but I'm sure he enjoyed the the abundance, the overflow of what that type of life would have given him. And then going from that to a place of hiddenness, he lost his reputation. And I remember I remember sitting for coffee years ago with a leader in my city, and uh, we were just chatting about supernatural leadership, or we we're chatting about the supernatural and and leadership in general. And I remember this thing he said to me; it stuck with me. It has stuck with me. Maybe I've even said it in one of the previous episodes. He said these words to me. He said, Sean, someone told me one time, a great leader, a great respected leader, that unless, if, if you want to become a man or a woman of the supernatural, if you want to become a supernatural leader, you have to become a man or a woman of no reputation. That just blew me away. I don't know. I mean, I know... There's an element of like, that makes sense. But the way he said it, the tone with which he said it, it just hit me a certain way. He said, if you want to become a supernatural leader, you have to become a man or a woman of no reputation. And that's absolutely true on every on every level 
in every environment where your leadership is expressed. The supernatural, when you're operating, when you're walking in the supernatural, when you're walking in supernatural faith, when you're representing as an ambassador of heaven, Jesus in your everyday, you will lose reputation with some and you'll gain reputation with others. But ultimately, as a supernatural leader, we live for an audience of one, and that's Jesus himself. That's the, the core of this whole podcast. And I know that for many of those out there, maybe you don't believe in Jesus. I know there's many people out there that maybe don't have a faith journey that are really impacted by some of the principles that I'm talking about in these episodes every single month. This whole podcast is based upon the premise that we understand that it's more valuable to live a presence-driven leadership than just a principle-led one. We have a lot of good podcasts out there. Great. I love them. I've gleaned and learned so much from them. Very principle-focused. If you just do ABC, you'll be a good leader. But I don't just want to do ABC. I want the presence of God who created me to be the driving force of those principles uh, implemented in my life. Because I know that if I do that, it's going to be so much more powerful. And that's really the Daniel life. If you study the life of Daniel, why he was so much of an impact in his leadership wasn't just because he was a good integral character driven man who, you know, had good principles. He was a man of the supernatural once again, and he was a man of no reputation. He would have rather have been thrown in the lion's den left for dead than compromise his supernatural leaning, than compromise his faith and compromise his love for God, the Hebrew God, yeah, you know, and so I, this is this is the core of why we do this this podcast. But this this quote just radically impacted me, and so I want to encourage us. I want to encourage us to understand and be aware in this season. Are you in a season of hiddenness? And if you are. Let your leadership be developed in that season. Don't look for an escape route. When the time comes, you will have your burning bush experience. It wasn't until 40 years later that Moses was just passing by doing his normal thing when he saw a burning bush on fire and God called him to deliver the people, his people out of slavery. That was probably a surprise. I guarantee you that was a surprise. I think some of the greatest promotions in life come by surprise. When you're doing your thing in hiddenness, you don't care about your reputation. You're doing what you know you need to be doing. And as a result, one day you're just doing your thing and the door, the right door at the right time opens up. So maybe you're in a season of hiddenness. Number two, we have the face of confrontation, the face of confrontation. Do you feel, let me ask you a question. Do you feel that you are called to go after something in this season that feels impossible? When God called Moses at the burning bush, he said, go deliver my people. Moses is like, I can't even talk. I got to stutter. I don't know how I'm going to do this. You got to give me some signs. And, you know, God kind of gave him some, some backup, gave him some hope, gave him some resources, so to speak. I won't go into all the details. And basically then began to command Moses, give Moses the command to go and address the Pharaoh and say, let my people go. Now, if you know the story, 10 plagues later, 10 times later, 10 challenges and 10 confrontations later, eventually 
God let, um, or sorry, God, Pharaoh let the people, let the people, let Moses' people, his spiritual family go. But the challenges didn't stop there. In fact, they just really began. Because at some level, in slavery, at least they had their meals. At least they could sustain. But what they were about to embark on to their freedom was going to be challenging just in a different way. And so Moses had had to wear the face of confrontation. As a man who had been in isolation for 40 years out of that culture, for 40 years, not a man of confidence, probably a man of a stutter, a man with a, a speech impediment, some a lack of confidence in uh, really an area that he needed to be confident in, but now needed to rely on God for. He had to wear the face of confrontation. I want to encourage you in this season, if you are in a confrontational season, maybe you're wrestling with the banks right now to to acquire this property or start this business or to to grab your first big client overseas that's going to be the you know 80% of your revenue or or maybe you're you're hiring staff for the first time or you're scaling up from you know 10 million to 20 million and whatever the case may be you're you're confronted with the reality where you feel how is this going to happen? I don't feel like I have the resources. I feel like I don't have the confidence. I don't feel like I have the tools in my tool shed, my leadership tool shed to do this. If you are in one of those seasons, I want to encourage you, go after it. Faith it. Don't fear it. Faith it. Don't fear it. Moses had to lean in in that moment. I say, I, I trust you. I trust the voice speaking to me right now in this bush moment, this burning bush moment. And rather than arguing with God, rather than arguing with this moment, I'm going to confront this thing head on by faithing it and not fearing it to the place where I will forfeit the opportunity of developing the leader within. I can't tell you how many times I've been in seasons where I'm confronted with stuff and I have to confront stuff in my life to break through, whether it's financially. There's been times where... It's been so, you know, in the very, very, very beginning of our journey, Michelle and I, you know, where we've been in moments where where God has spoken to us and say, you know, if you're going to break through financially, I want you to give and 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 give like your whole month's rent, for example. I'm going to challenge you in the process of trusting me and confronting the thing that's holding you down so you can break through. There's been moments where literally our whole life has been in shambles and God is like, I want you to give your whole month's rent, even though you haven't had income for six months. Give your whole month's rent. This is going to be the seed to break you through to the next level. And I can't tell you the mind-blowing stories that have come out of moments like that when I've been confronted with something that I need to break through in and for on behalf of the people around me, kind of like Moses. And as a result of stepping out, God showed himself faithful and my supernatural leadership began to grow. Number three, we have the face of bold faith. Maybe you need to wear the face of bold faith. I think confrontation and bold faith kind of go together. You need both. All of these really go together, but uh, you know each one is expressed differently in each season, circumstance, and challenge. So, so we have the face of bold faith. Do you feel, let me ask you the question, do you feel that you are maybe at what I would call a Red Sea moment and just need to sit back and watch the miracle unfold? In other words, you've done all you can. You have 
you know, giving the bank all the documents for the big loan, for the you know, big acquisition that you're trying to get, or you know, or you've you've got all the you've approached all the investors out there and you're waiting for them to get back to you, whether they're going to partner with your endeavor, whatever the case may be, for whatever your career you know, moment may be, or maybe you're a, a, a single mom or a single dad or an at-home mom or an at-home dad taking care of kids and you're faced with some stuff where you need bold faith to step out for something for your family. Whatever the case is for you, you know you've done everything you can. You've, you, you know, you've worked on your resume, you've applied at all these different jobs and you're just waiting. Are you in that space? Because Moses was, Moses delivered the people after 10 plagues, eventually Pharaoh let the people go. And then eventually Pharaoh said, oh, you know what? I've changed my mind. I'm going to have my people go after those people, go after the slaves again to enslave them. And uh, Moses comes. He's leading his people. And they're trusting him for the first time. And he's leading these people to, uh, you know, in, into the promised land. And the first big obstacle that they all come to is the Red Sea. They have to cross over this Red Sea while the enemy, while Pharaoh's people, while Pharaoh's crew, while the Egyptians are approaching them aggressively with chariots and weapons. And here they are at a Red Sea moment. God, you delivered me. You called me to deliver these people. We get out and now it seems impossible to even you know, push through to the next thing, next level. They get to this Red Sea moment and if you've read this story, you know that Moses couldn't do anything in his own flesh, in his own strength, in his own skill sets. He could not do anything. And God said, just lift up your hand and let me fight. This is my fight. This is my battle. Just trust me. Have a bold faith in this moment. If I've brought you to this point, I am going to bring you to the next point. If I've led you to something, I will always lead you through that something. And so he literally just had to trust, had to believe, had to step out and trust that God had his back. And that was a supernatural leadership development moment for him that not only radically impacted his life, but also radically would have impacted all of the people watching. Because in that moment, they're like, let us go back to Egypt. You know, at least we had our meals. You know, let us go back there. Now you led us basically to get slaughtered. Like you led us to this moment to get slaughtered. I mean, in that moment when God parted the Red Sea and did his thing to show his faithfulness, all those people that were with Moses, even though they doubted, did not doubt after that. Of course, yes, they doubted after that in the sense of like every new moment they had their doubting moments and every new moment they had their stubborn moments and every new challenge they forgot the last breakthrough that they had. Yes, but in that very moment when they walked through the dead Red Sea on dry ground, it radically would have impacted their faith. Now, the key is, of course, to keep that faith is to keep on leaning in when it makes no sense. So we're going to move on to number four. But just to do a little bit of a recap, number one, we have the face of hiddenness, the face of confrontation. Number two, number three, the face of bold faith. And number four, the last face of leadership is the face of desperation. Are you near the end of your rope in this season? Are you near the end of your rope? Do you feel you want to give up? Do you feel maybe you're living in a crisis moment of your leadership? Let me just say this, that every crisis moment is a defining moment. And every leader will have at some point a crisis moment 
that will define their journey. And I don't mean in a negative way because we're talking about reacting right. We're talking about responding right. We're talking about having a healthy perspective and seeing through the grief, seeing through the challenge and seeing that something is being developed in us that would not otherwise be developed if this thing didn't happen. Now, I'm not saying that everyone to be uh, a quality leader has to go through hell and come back. I'm just saying that we live a life where there's hell all around us in so much, in, in many ways. There's just challenges, problems, grief, sadness, pain. And there's obviously there's the positive and we celebrate all that. Um, but it's in these hard moments that our leadership is critically developed. And for many of us, when we have these crisis moments, they define our whole journey. They, they, create in our leadership a greater sensitivity. They create in our leadership um, an ability to sympathize and empathize with others in a different way. They, they give us the tools that we need to build better and bigger in the next season. And so maybe you're in a season like that. I know for me, when I've been in crisis moments, and we've had many in leadership, not only personally, uh, even even with my wife, and I, I was going to show this earlier, even with my wife, almost dying six years ago, literally, um, according to the doctor, she was ranked number two of the highest risk, uh, highest risk um, uh, emergencies in one of our main hospitals in the city. Um, and, and if she hadn't come in when she when she did, she may have died. She was literally uh, her body had shut down. This is six years ago, over six years ago. And it was a crisis moment, and it was a defining moment, not only for our marriage. I mean, at that time, we had three kids. It was a defining moment, not only for our marriage, but uh, even for my own leadership and those around me who saw me and watched me, my own community who watched me navigate uh, a crisis moment like that and what it did for our community, what it did for our leadership, what it did for our team, how it encouraged them, my response and my uh, my growth through that process and my wife's growth through that process was a great positive impact. And so we have these crisis moments and our response, our reaction really uh, is so key and so important. And I always say this, don't ask why, ask what. Don't ask why, ask what. Especially when you're talking to God, God does not answer the question why. 99.9% .9 of the time, God never asks the answers. Actually, I'd say 100% of the time, God never answers the question why. We figure out our why later on. We figure out our why. Hindsight's always 20-20. When we look back, we can say that's why it happened. But when you're going through it, the why is never answered. It's the what. I always ask, what are you doing in me? So I'm in this crisis moment right now. I'm in this desperate moment. What are you doing in me? Well, this part of my character is being developed. And I choose to see it that way. You're like, well, how can you always find the silver lining? Well, that's just kingdom people. That's faith-filled people. That's supernatural leadership. Really, in essence, is to be able to see the supernatural, the invisible at work when the visible is chaos around us, where we can actually see through the issue, see through the challenge. And in those moments, that's where our what is found. We say what God is doing in us, how our leadership is developing. And then, you know, years go by. We look back and say that's why it happened. But the why is never answered. 
in the moment, in the season of the chaos or in the season of desperate. But maybe you're you're living and you feel like the face of your leadership in this season is desperation. You but you've been down this road many times. It's grief, it's loss, it's uh, you know, it's it's maybe even wild breakthrough. And in the breakthrough, you're desperate. Maybe your business has exploded and you can't keep up. And you're in a desperate place. I got to get more staff. I got to get, or if I don't get staff, if I don't scale up, I'm going to crash and burn. But everything I've built up until now is going to crumble because I can't manage the breakthrough because there's that element too. And in seasons of desperation, the question is always, how do we navigate? How do we navigate? And I would say this, to be hungry. Hunger is the key to navigate seasons of desperation. Whether it's crisis, whether it's challenge, you're desperate, you want to give up, you want to quit, you want to throw in the towel, which happened to Moses quite often, actually. If you read Exodus story, you get into numbers a little bit, you see the challenge that Moses had, even with the people, continuing, like I said earlier, to be stubborn, to stop believing, to forget all that God did, criticizing his leadership, questioning his leadership, even seasons where Moses, you know, was like one a one-man show you know, leading all of these people and eventually has a conversation with Jethro and Jethro, his father-in-law is like, listen, you got to, you got to delegate, man. You got to, you got to change the way you're leading because it's killing you. It's killing you. It's a burden. The burden is too big for you to bear. You got to de- delegate. You got to appoint leaders and you got to change the way you're doing. If you're going to scale this thing, if you're going to actually, you know, grow the health of the community that's following you through a very challenging a season of life and he was desperate and he had to he had to seek God he had to go into what was called the tent of meeting and have conversations with God he sought out counsel sought his father-in-law Jethro out he he had to be desperate stay hungry to get the breakthrough or to get the wisdom he needed to lead and become the supernatural leader he had to become. And so the face of desperation, maybe you're in that space. I want to encourage you, don't ask why, ask what. I believe these faces of leadership I have just mentioned, and as we navigate these, are directly connected to our favor with man. So what I'm saying is that as we navigate all these different faces, I believe the outcome always looks like the favor of man, not God, but man, because we already have the favor of God. But even even it was said of Jesus that he grew in favor with God and man, two different things. Of course, we have the favor of God. No matter what you do, no matter how good of a person you are, no matter your behavior, you have the favor of God. If you've let Jesus into your life, you have the favor of God. Now, whether that's manifesting, really, I believe at some level is up to you. Whether that's actually showing itself true is up to you. You can say you have the favor of God. You can say you have salvation. But are you living the fruit of that out is another question always. But so when I say all this, I say that these four faces of leadership, as we understand them and are aware of them and actually lean into them and and push through the season that's reflected in that face, we grow in the favor of man. Man will begin to open up doors become because, because you become a trusted resource. You become a trusted uh, individual and leader. That's why references, even more than a resume, are more important in some sense 
Because you could have the skill, but if you're a jerk, you can have the skill, but if you're unreliable, you can have the the accolades and the awards. But if you're not a if you're not a uh, uh, someone that can work with a team, if you're not someone that can lead and be an example, and that's what that company is looking for is a a, a leader, a team leader. Someone that can be an example. You can have all the accolades, all the skill, all the awards, all the d- diplomas and degrees and masters and PhD. You will not be hired. And so we need the favor of man. And I believe that's proven through, you know, building a healthy reference point by moving through these challenges in and through our life. I believe doors open for the 99% out there of leaders because of values, characteristics, and qualities that are developed within our leadership because of seasons like I've been mentioning. So lean in, take the hits, and hit back harder and watch what kind of supernatural leader you become. Well, that's it for today. I want to do a little bit of a recap for you, Uh, a little bit of a recap uh, and go through the various uh, four, four faces of leadership. Number one, the face of hiddenness. Someone once told me, if you want to become a supernatural leader, you have to become a man or a woman of no reputation. You know, God is defining and redefining your reputation in that season of hiddenness. Embrace it. Lean into it. Number two, the face of confrontation. Go after it. Faith it. Don't fear it. Whatever it is that you're confronting right now, just go after it. I'd rather fail moving forward by being in faith then fail by fearing. Always remember that. Number three, the face of bold faith. Maybe you're 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 living in that expressed face of bold faith. This is your miracle moment. Lean in. You've done all you can do. You've done everything that you can do. All your skill, all of your principle-led leadership, all of the podcasts you've listened to, all the study have led you to this point, but you cannot solve this problem. This is a moment of defining bold faith It's your miracle moment. Watch what God will do through your supernatural leadership by simply trusting that he will part the impossible Red Sea in front of you. And number four, the face of desperation. Don't ask why, ask what. What is happening? What is being developed in me in this desperate moment? Stay hungry and watch what kind of supernatural leader you become. And all of this paves the way for favor with man, doors opening. Watch the doors open in your life as you continue to model and push through seasons like I've mentioned. My activation for today is really simple. Identify, identify, identify. Identify the face of leadership that you have or are called to have in this season. Don't ask what or don't ask why, ask what. Don't ask why, ask what. Write it down. Lean in, dig deep into the treasure that will come out as a result of asking what is being developed in me in this season, whether it's hiddenness, whether it's confrontation, bold faith or desperation, and watch the supernatural leader you become. Thank you so much for listening to the Supernatural Leadership Podcast. We love you and we will see you next time. If this podcast has been an investment into your life and or impacted you in any way, we are incredibly thankful. We would love for you to join us in being able to continue bringing leadership content like this every month. Of course, it does not come without a cost, and our heart is to continue bringing you more improved quality and content. 
If you would like to partner with us with a one-time financial gift or to sign up as a monthly partner, you can do so at kingdomculture.ca. Thank you for listening to the Supernatural Leadership Podcast.